You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net From author Mahogany Silver Rain comes the book, Tell Me You Love Me. Tell Me You Love Me is a paranormal and diverse romance novella. This is the first book in the Kenya Clark series. Breaking the Laws of Magic, a supernatural serial killer is unleashed on the city of Atlanta, Georgia. Special Agent Kenya Clark of the GBI Paranormal Crimes Investigation Unit has been given the case. Her partner hates anything to do with the supernatural. Kenya has a gift that allows her to see the crime through the eyes of the victim. However, in this case, she sees through the eyes of the killer. To solve the case, she must find out where her connection to the killer is. But will she and her partner be able to work together? Tell Me You Love Me from author Mahogany Silver Rain is available on Amazon in both Kindle and paperback editions, as well as the author's website, MahoganySilverRain.net. Tell Me You Love Me from author Mahogany Silver Rain. Order your copy today. You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining the Mahogany Says Show. I am Mahogany Silvering, your host, author, and now radio show host. <laughs> also, video production designer. So I have a great show for you tonight. We are going to meet new romance author, Chris Ashley. So Chris, are you there? I'm here. All right. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Well, I got to say, I read your book and it is awesome. I mean, to say this was your first time, it was like, I was on my feet, like, wait a minute, there's got to be more. Is there more? Because <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Yeah. So tell us what inspired you to write Tinted to Stay. Um, 
book in particular, uh, well, it was my first book. So, you know, I've always loved reading. And, you know, when I was a kid, you would always find my nose in a Nancy Drew book. Uh, those are my favorites. And then as I got older, you know, they started sneaking into the romance genre. <laughs> um, so in 2000, like January of 2015, I, I read this particularly horrible book. And oh I honestly couldn't, I couldn't even tell you to this day who wrote it, what it was about, what it was called. Um, all I know is I read it and I was like, uh, if, if this author can get published and sell this book, then I sure as hell can write something better. That's right. <laughs> yes. So I was like, you know what? I put my money where my mo- where my mouth was, and I just started. I sat down and I started writing whatever like came to my mind. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so how'd you come up with uh, your characters, Trace, uh, especially yeah, especially Trace? <laughs> Let's talk about him. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's every well, maybe not every, but many people that I've met, it's you know their wildest dream, you know, to have the tall, dark, and handsome, you know, cowboy come to save her when she needs it. Um, so that's kind yes, of like definitely. where I went, where I went with it. Um, you know, and I, you know, I got a thing for the dark hair, the dark eyes, and oh you yeah. Know, that, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> oh yes, most definitely. I I grew up in I was born in New Orleans, but I grew up in Texas uh, as well in, in my formative years. And boy, it, the Southern men with the hats and the oh yeah, mm-hmm. and yes, ma'am, everything. <laughs> it was always they were always just so polite, you know. So, yes, <laughs> very, yes. So, always very so traditional. Yeah, I'm originally from the Midwest, and I live in New York now, but I went to college in Virginia, so that's where I kind of oh, cool. got introduced to that Southern charm, and so, you know, I just kind of, like, thought about some people I met there, and I was like, all right, let's let's put all this into one person. <laughs> oh, definitely. Well, it definitely, <laughs> it definitely shows. <laughs> I like the character a lot, definitely, and, and Leslie, too, just the two of them was very steamy. So tell us what is what was your journey like when you thought, okay, I've written this, now I'm gonna publish it. Um, gosh, it was pretty difficult. <laughs> um <clears throat> I and I mean even while writing it I didn't I knew that I didn't give that author that I read that horrible book, I didn't give her enough credit, you know, because she actually finished it. <laughs> <laughs> it took me it took me about four years to write the book and like get it finished. I mean, I wasn't writing every day, and that was mm-hmm. part of it. But you know, it took a long time. So um, it was just messy and frustrating, and I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just like, I just have the story inside me, and I have to get it out. Um, yes, definitely. The pub, yeah. The publishing part itself, I really had no idea what I was doing, um, and I ended up talking to my brother. Ross, actually, he's um, like in graphic design and he does all this amazing stuff. And I reached out to him and he's like, well, my wife actually wrote a book too. So my sister-in-law did, I read it and I was like, oh, this is amazing. And he's like, I actually have all this information on how to publish, like self-publish a book. He's like, so I can help you. So he was extremely uh, helpful in getting my book actually published. 
Nice. Um, he, you know, I picked out the picture for my cover, and he helped design it and do everything. So um, I couldn't oh, have done it without great. him. Definitely. Yeah. And you know what stands out the most on the book? Those red lips. <laughs> that's yeah, what, I'm yeah. serious. Like that's what that's what I was drawn to. Her lips. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, he sent me back one uh, rendition, and I was like, this is perfect. The only thing I need is for you to make those lips a little bit brighter, and then it's perfect. <laughs> well, it worked. So, that was definitely, as I was looking you. through the other books to see which one I wanted to read, it's like, bam. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I want to I want to see what she's about, you know. Exactly. It's, it's and, so you know, Everybody always says not to judge a book. Everybody always says not to judge a book by its cover, but I always have True. ever since I was a kid. If I don't like the cover, I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I know some things I have to kind of turn them over. I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe even Charlene Harris's novels. Uh, I don't particularly like her covers, but the story I love. So it was, yeah. I had to like yeah. flip it over and start reading the back and like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let me let me go ahead and read this because it seems interesting. But yeah, yeah if, if I was kind of I was kind of put off. I thought it was a children's book at first, but then the genre oh, was no. in. I thought I was like, this is not a children's book. <laughs> so why should I have cartoons? <laughs> you but don't. It, you don't want it, it to works, get right? hold of this one. <laughs> exactly. No, <laughs> but I mean, it worked out for her because she got a show on HBO, True Blood, and now there's I think it's on ABC, mm-hmm. Midnight Texas, which I love. It. I love okay, Southern no. Stories. So, yes, uh, actually, they'll, they'll be on season three this year. So, uh, yeah, Midnight Texas, you definitely have to check it out. And her characters are in the South, they're in Texas, in this town, and it's really cool. But anyway, so back to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you're writing book number two, right? I am, I am. All right, awesome. I I actually finished the first draft, and I have my beta readers reading it right now, and then it's going to go on to editing stages, and I'm hoping for a release in um, April. That's oh, what good. I'm aiming for. Yeah. I can read book two. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm excited too. I want to find out what happens. <laughs> it is the conclusion, so there won't be any more cliffhangers. <laughs> but oh, okay. um, I'm I'm really excited to have finished it. So you think there'll be more, you know, different different stories from you because I, you definitely have a really good At, writing style. Absolutely. So I, um, yes. Yeah. So one thing one thing that I noticed uh, that I really was kind of surprised about actually was while I was writing these two, I started having ideas for other books. So I'm actually, I have like, oh, yeah. that happens <laughs> in different stages right now. I have probably about 35 to 40 books uh, ready wow. that I want to finish. Yeah. So there's definitely more to come. Oh, great. So this is so cool that we're at the beginning of your career and you're just getting started, just getting your feet wet. This is awesome. I love I know, to see I'm that. I'm so excited. <laughs> and so you're my was... first interview. It's amazing. Oh, yay. So awesome. <laughs> you guys, you're the first. First for me, first for you. So <laughs> so I get to meet you Wonderful. first. I can say, okay, I knew her first. So, okay. <laughs> Whenever you're ready. 
<laughs> Definitely. So how do you uh, how do you come up with the plot and the characters? Is it do you come up with the plot first or the characters first? Um. So. <laughs> I'm one of those people who just kind of uh, writes by the seat of her pants, you could call it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't like I I I didn't sit down and say, okay, I'm going to have these characters, and then this is going to be my story. I literally just started. I sat down. and I was like, all right, I'm in the mountains. I'm on a road. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I, my car broke down. Like, this is where I'm going to get saved. <laughs> and ah. it just kind of snowballed from there, you know? And I was, like, trying to get myself in that mood. Like, where, you know, what would I see? What would I hear? What would I feel? And yes. it's just, I, I, I don't plan anything. <laughs> and well, it works. So crazy. <laughs> it probably sounds so crazy and, like, Not cringeworthy really. to other authors who, like, write like outlines and stuff like that but I just I it's not who I am so <laughs> I'll tell you one thing I can write an outline it doesn't necessarily mean my characters are going to agree with that <laughs> it's right. just when you start you have it outline. okay I'm going to do this say this this and this is going to happen and then you start writing and then all of a sudden I wrote a total different ending to what I had outlined because that's just the way yeah. the story was going so yeah. it really, you know, it, it works for you because definitely you could feel and see, I could picture where Leslie was and, and her frustration at the, okay, the car is so, okay, well, now I got to get out and walk and, you know, no one's coming down this road. And then you see this man just riding up and, you know, like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Who is this now? Thank okay. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Oh, sure, you gonna pull me up on that horse? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, and you're you're thinking the whole time like, no, you're not going with this man. But then you're like, you're right, no, you don't know who me. that is. I have no other options here. <laughs> yeah, like it's getting you know, dark. So you just kind of go. Oh, you know. But you know what? That's what I love about like reading is you know the story can be anything you want and exactly. Um, you know, it, it is a fantasy. It You know, it isn't real. But then there are things that, you know, they they are more real in the world. So, But you got to kind of intertwine it. So that's what it's all about. That is true. And definitely, but there are some readers that just, they're hardcore, man. They're like, that wouldn't happen in real life. Did you forget you were reading <laughs> fiction, huh? Because, you know, when they straighten <laughs> out, <laughs> this is my right. story. <laughs> Exactly. exactly. You do not have to believe it, but you know this is the world that this book is written in. So flow with that. Yep. <laughs> exactly. So, how did you come up with the title "Tempted to Stay"? Um, I'll be honest. Uh, I was writing the book, and I got to. There's one scene where she's in um, this bar talking to this Native American bartender and there was a phrase in there that I wrote and it was something, it was enveloping their senses. And uh-huh. I thought that was such a cool, like little phrase. And that was actually the original title of the book. Um, oh. And I was okay. like, Oh, it's steamy. It's sexy. But like, as I was writing the book, it ended up kind of changing into a little bit more of um, like a romantic suspense. And I didn't, wasn't yeah. expecting that. So the title didn't really fit it. And so I was just kind of 
I was like, you know, is she going to stay or is she going to go? And I was like, all right, well, you know, maybe she's tempted to stay. And it just kind of just kind of came to me. <laughs> nice. Oh, I love it when a plan oh, comes together, it. right? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> right. I, I, and I did like that bartender, too. That was that was very oh, nice. <laughs> the way you described yeah, him, too. I was and, like, I could picture him, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'll make another book about just him. <laughs> Yeah, he needs his story too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know what? And it's funny because I, in the, originally, I had actually planned for that bartender to have a more prominent role in the book. And then as I kept going, I was like, you know what? This isn't working. <laughs> so I was like, all right, boy, back behind the bar. That's your place for now. <laughs> That's because he needs his own story. That's what it is. That's why. Right? <laughs> yes, he needs his it's own tattoos. story. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, I think that I think so too. And the way you describe the tattoos, I was like, "Oh yeah, okay. it, he, yeah, he needs his own book, <laughs> most definitely, definitely where he can, he can shine through." And you know, I know I write mostly paranormal stuff, but I'm just like definitely mm-hmm. picturing a hawk or something. <laughs> like, yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> well, maybe yeah. he turns into a hawk. Maybe that's his spirit animal. Exactly. You know, that's I his spirit animal. Got, I think we've got I think something that here, Mahogany. Yeah, We've got I like that. Here. There you go. See, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> never know. So, what is the? Do you find? I mean, some some authors find you know writing difficult at times. What part about writing is difficult for you, or what's the most difficult part? Um. Well, there's. I would say honestly, the not being able to write when inspiration strikes. Is the hardest part. So True. you know you're not you don't always you don't always have the inspiration, but you you kind of have a story in your mind. But you know a lot of times when I'm driving, I'm like, oh that would be great, and then I'm like, ah, I can't write anything, or you know I'm doing something that I you know I just I can't write. There's no way. So that would probably be one of the hardest parts. Um, another part is the editing. I hate editing. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think that is mm-hmm. we just want to write the story and it be done and over just, with and somebody yes, else take care of that. And, yes, and everyone will it. <laughs> but no, yes, yeah, we, that's editing, definitely that's one of the hardest parts. It's a necessary evil, but yeah, it's got to be done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Thankfully, I tell you, it you know, it's, it's not always it's not always perfect, and I don't care who you are. We all make mistakes, so oh, um, yeah, if, for sure. if it's not a obvious you know, yeah. word or it might be yeah. a word missing. I mean, but I, the brain yeah, has already read the, the sentence. Yeah. So you can just I, fill it when in. I got the physical, exactly. When I got the physical copy of it, I read through it and I was, I noticed so many other mistakes and I was like, Oh my God, I had to fix these. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it happens. So, but you know, I was just like, you know what? That's my book. That's my baby. I'll fix it later. <laughs> True. I know you always go back and I try to read through it. And after I finish, I like take a couple of days off and then go back yeah. to it because yeah, I'm, for sure. I'm, I'm reading it over and I'm reading it over and I'm still going to miss something. So I have to leave it for a couple of days and then come back to it with a fresh pair of eyes. Or I let my husband read it like, hey, what do you think about this? And then he'll yeah. take those out. He's like, did you mean to say this? <laughs> I'm like, I sure did. <laughs> Put yep, that in there. Yep. <laughs> 
And even if you didn't, you're like, yes, I did. <laughs> I meant to say mm-hmm. that. <laughs> yeah, I meant to say that. That's what I meant, you know. That, that's, that's what you got to say. Okay, yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> See, what had happened was, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean... For those of you just tuning in, we are talking with new romance author Chris Ashley about her book, Tempted to Stay. So we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back in a couple minutes. You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net Hot Coffee, an interracial romance by Donna R. Mercer. A new release on December 3rd is now available for pre-orders on Amazon. Roman is a playboy, but one too many scandals has put his CEO position in jeopardy. He must find a nice girl one that the board of Hemingway Industries would approve of and get married before the new year. Kamaya is just the woman he needs with her wholesome, clean image. Roman is the one man who has ever held a place in her heart, but she has no plans of marriage, only philanthropy. So Roman must prove his love and earn Kamaya's trust, or risk losing it all. Everyone needs a little cream in their hot coffee. An Interracial Romance by Donna R. Mercer. For more information, visit www.donnarmercer.com. Hot coffee. Get your copy today. You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net And we are back. You are listening to Mahogany Says. And I'm your host, Mahogany Silvering, and we are talking with new romance author, Chris Ashley, who has definitely come here to stay now, yeah. She is excellent. That's right. And she's a real sweetheart, and she's got some really good stories. I know they're going to come out. So let's continue talking <laughs> about Tinted to Stay. And do you hear from your readers or get feedback about the book? Um, you know, honestly, I've heard from quite a few, actually. Um, and I've been really humbled by the outpouring of support from friends, family, and people I don't even know. (laughs) Um, so I love hearing from the writers. I like hearing what they liked, what they didn't like, if they cheered at the same place as I did when certain things happened in the book. Um, and one of my favorite things is actually when other authors, such as yourself, <laughs> read mm-hmm. it and, you know, I hear like a good job or that was a great story or I loved it. And, you know, I know someday like the bad reviews are going to come in, but, you know, you just got to take those oh, yeah. aside. <laughs> yeah, um, what a grain of salt. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And uh, like what one of the biggest questions I get is people wondering if there's going to be a sequel. So the answer is yes. <laughs> yes, because it was definitely a cliffhanger. But yeah, because at the fall, uh, was it festival or ball? I can't remember. The fall ball, y'all. The fall <laughs> ball, yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was like in tears. Yes, I was so embarrassed for her. I mean, just oh, reading, I, I was like, oh, 
if I was in this book, this biscuit would be gone. <laughs> this biscuit would be down right then and there. <laughs> be Bless her heart. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she shows up in the next book for sure. Um, you know, she she has an interesting story. Um, it's uh, I'll say no. I'll explains say why she's sad. like that. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of explains why a little bit, but, you know, it's just, she just kind of has a sad life, and, you know, it, it happens in books. <laughs> True. So we're, we're going to make her a sympathetic villain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, uh, yeah. It's, it's definitely it's a character you, you, you want to love to hate, because, like, wait a minute, you're just jealous, because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> has his attention, right. you know. So, you know, that's exactly. all right. Quit being jelly and go somewhere. But, you, but right. I really And there's people, there's people like that in real life, too. And it's, yes, you know, it's just... definitely. Definitely. That, <laughs> that is true. It's like art imitating life. It, it really is. There are people who are just that mean and nasty. <laughs> just exactly. plain, I didn't get my way, so you can't have them either. I'm going to find yep. the dirt on you. And, oh, yes. Yeah, so they're any... very vindictive, but you know, mm-hmm. in books, in books, they get what's coming to them, right? <laughs> oh yes. Sometimes with the quickness, sometimes it's uh, a little drawn out. <laughs> I guess depending on you know what they have done, <laughs> and then sometimes exactly. we have a, a villain gets a second chance, you know. Yeah, but those are this good is too. true. Yeah, especially especially if they had a really bad, you know, and you kind of feel sorry for them. Like, you know what? Okay, maybe they're just mean because they had a bad life or a hard life, or they don't right. know how any to be or with anyone else, you know. Right. So. Right. And I mean, in real life, it's it's the same thing. You get people who are dealt with that hand, and they just deal with it totally differently. You know, some people rise above, and other people just other people they just. They just go with it and make the worst of it. <laughs> exactly. So, that's how it goes. So what was your favorite part or the least favorite part of the publishing journey? Um, the publishing journey. Um, uh, I don't know. I would just having to, I don't know. I really don't know. I, d- I didn't really think it was that hard. Uh, but then again, I, like I said before, my brother helped me out a lot. And he did, you know, he actually uploaded it and put it in the right format. So I honestly think if I had to do all that, I probably wouldn't like that part. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like to do the creative stuff, the pictures and, um, you know, and the writing and the blurbs and the promotions. But when it comes down to actually, like, all right, I gotta oh, yeah. format this. I gotta do all these things that I don't want to do. That's that's Definitely. probably my least favorite part. <laughs> no, I yeah, especially, especially with self-publishing, is, I, is really right. I mean, and the, yeah. the thing is, is I didn't learn how to do it. You know, he offered, and we worked it out. And um, I was just thankful that I didn't have to do it. But I would learn if I had to do it. So. Oh well, see, well then that's great to see he could do it. And you have to worry about it. <laughs> Exactly. It's a win-win, right? It's definitely a (laughs) win-win. So describe to me your perfect book hero or heroine. 
Oh, boy. Well, <laughs> I love an alpha male hero. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know who doesn't, but if you don't, you know, you're missing out. <laughs> Definitely. You know, and it's just someone who, you know, he's in takes charge. He knows what to do in any situation. Um, and, you know, as sexy as sin, basically. And, I like the humor. Um, you know, I'm very, I love sarcasm. Anybody who's, like, sarcastic is, like, the best. <laughs> Yes. And, uh, Anybody with a sarcastic wit, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I'm very sarcastic. My husband's very sarcastic, and we've been married for a long time now, and it's uh, we've just like honed our skills so well that sometimes <laughs> it's hard to tell when we're being sarcastic, but it's really fun. <laughs> I bet that really so, gets and, interesting. You know, <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, tall, dark, handsome. That's that's what I like. Well, there you go. <laughs> Nothing wrong with tall, dark, and handsome. Sometimes That's just not, tall and handsome, too, because they may not be tall. That, too. That, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find your books? And I, I say books because I know you got the next one coming. So, is yeah. it just on Amazon, or can you find it anywhere else? Um, right now, it's just on Amazon. Um, so if you have, you can order a paperback copy. Um, you can also order the ebook, and you can read it on any phone with the Amazon Kindle app that you can download for free. Um, and if you have Kindle Unlimited, uh, you can read it for free through there. Awesome. So, so yeah. do you have a website or anything that uh, fans can read about you or learn I- more about you? I do have a website. Um, it's just chrisashley.com. Um, I haven't updated much in a while. In a while, I, you know, I'm still learning how to do it all. And yeah, um, <laughs> But it's there. You know, it is. It's linked to my Instagram, so my Instagram will show up there also. And I am looking to start doing, you know, maybe some more blogging through the website. Um, and just like you know, fun little things like that. So, oh, great. definitely check it out. Definitely. So, I know some authors do this, but not everyone. Uh, do you listen to music while you write? <laughs> not all the time, but when I do, it has to be instrumental. Okay. Um, and what, yeah, so one of the ones that I listened to the most with this book was uh, I don't know if you've heard of them, Explosions in the Sky. No, I have not heard it's that. Just, oh, they're wonderful. <laughs> they're wow. just like super, super chill, you know, like just uh, just really great music. And sometimes it can get intense. And when I'm writing, I'm like, oh, this is the perfect music. <laughs> and I'll get really excited <laughs> nice. in my book. And I'm like, maybe that shows up in there too. So, um, but yeah, that's what the main thing that I listened to when I, uh, when I wrote this book. Okay. So what do you like to do when you're not writing? Oh, when I'm not writing, I I like to do a lot of things. I I have two kids also. Um so we when it's warm out, I we love going hiking and swimming, being outside as much as possible. I cook. 
Uh, I love baking, exercising. Um, I'm also a yoga instructor, so I love doing yoga. Me too. Um, yeah, it's just it's really great to like get out of your head space for a little while and just <laughs> focus on other, you know, nothing basically. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I'm a writer. I have all these things inside my head. So to calm it down, yoga is one of the best things that I've found. (laughs) Yes, it it really is. Definitely. I've had a lot of physical issues, and I find that doing modified poses actually helps therapeutically for my back. It it really does. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I haven't mastered the mermaid yet, but I will get there. I will get there. (laughs) No, no, that's great. Yeah, I, I actually... Uh, started it because I had back problems and I mean when I was about yeah when I was 19 I tried an at-home yoga thing and I threw my back out for like a week it was awful and then never tried it again until like I don't know it was like 2014 or something and Mm -hmm. I was like you know I'm just gonna go take the classes because I don't want to hurt myself again (laughs) I was terrified so I went and it was the best class I ever took so, oh, definitely. <laughs> so, what's your favorite pose? Oh, um, uh, you know, pigeon. It's it's a weird one, but I love oh, it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I like it's resting pigeon. My, one of my favorite <laughs> hip openers. It's great yeah, for like stretching it really out. Does. Yeah, and it relieves like any lower back pain for me. It's wonderful. I could sit in that pose for like an hour on each leg. All right, that actually helped me to do the splits again, just by doing that. Yeah, pose. exactly. And I, when I opened up the exactly. front leg, it was just like oh, I'm gonna split, man. Yep. I didn't do that. I was 15. That one, so, yep. <laughs> oh yep. yeah. I also I also love doing a headstand, but I haven't done that in a while. So. Oh, I'm not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it takes headstand. it takes time and you know it, practice. It really and, does. But it, it well, the first time I remember the first time I did it and I was just like so excited. <laughs> I played the classes. I used to like have everybody lay in shavasana and just corpse pose, mm-hmm. and then I'd come around and take lavender and massage their temples and the, the back of their neck, and just kind yeah. of smooth everything down. So I mean, it was really cool at the end, and some people fell asleep. But it was cool. it was nice and more relaxed. But. <laughs> that, you know, I have. To- I have to say that's another favorite one of my poses. <laughs> yes, definitely. Laying down and doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And now I have the one where you, I can't think of the name of it, but you're, your butt and your legs up against the wall and you're laying back and there's pillows underneath your lower back and underneath your neck. And I can't remember yes. the name of the pose, but I, I do that uh, a lot too. I can't. I, I, can't I don't remember that, that one. <laughs> but actually, that that helps a lot. I mean, it's just kind of, you know, especially with spine decompression and when you when I can't always do downward dog from a standing position because of the surgery I've right. had in my neck. But uh, I will lay in that pose and it feels really good. <laughs> exactly, it's a, it's a wonderful it's a wonderful practice to do. So I recommend yeah, well, it to anybody. Yes, absolutely. So, what did you want to be when you grew up? <laughs> um, 
the furthest back I can really remember about that is uh, when I was in high school, I had a really unhealthy obsession with the X-Files, and I had a really big crush on <laughs> David Duchovny, and mm. I really, really wanted to be an FBI agent. <laughs> oh, wow. And I wanted to work on, like, paranormal cases and everything. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny. I actually... I applied and I got into the John Jay College of Criminal Justice in New York City and I was ready to go. And then I was like, hmm, no, it's not for me. (laughs) I know it's really not when you learn everything you're supposed to do and have. And it's like, um, I don't know about this. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, I wanted to do like you know, like forensic psychology and like really dig deep into people's minds oh. and stuff. And I, I I really do find that stuff fascinating too. Um, but I ended up going, you know, with a safe major, and I majored in business. <laughs> <laughs> so did I. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally of course. <laughs> I know, right? You just. I wanted to either do that or medicine, and I didn't have the grades, unfortunately, uh, as far as my math grades. So my counselor was like, "You should go into business, you know, get business administration. You, you're you're good at organizing things." I'm like, "Gee, thanks. Okay. Yeah. I should not have listened. <laughs> yeah. I should have just like just written and done that forever. But you know what? You live and learn, right? True." That's true. You live and learn, and it, it's funny because I'm actually using my business degree now with my own business. So, exactly, <laughs> it did come in handy for something, so right? So much. Definitely, so definitely. Exactly. But I still, I still love medicine and finding different. I like alternative medicine and Reiki. So, just mm-hmm. finding different things to do that are more natural. Yep, and that works. Yes. And exactly, and that works. <laughs> Other times, yes, you need drugs. I get it. <laughs> you're in a really loud plane. You're like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Yeah. <laughs> Forget that. No more chanting. Give me a drug. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, what's the best part of your day? Um, I would honestly say just snuggling with my family on the couch watching movies. <laughs> it, it's just. You know, it's like completely relaxed and just everyone's hanging out and I don't have to do anything. And exactly. it's just calm, well, mostly calm. You know, with a, I have a three and a half year old and a seven year old, so it can get a little crazy. But, um, you know, those are those are some of the best times. Oh, so they're still little. Yeah, they're little. <laughs> I, I remember that age. <laughs> My, well, now I have grandchildren that age, so. It's it's been a while for me. No way. Oh yes, I have four grandbabies. That's that's wonderful. The the, the eldest one is going to be eight on Valentine's Day. Aww. And she's my eldest, and the youngest just turned five months on the third. So oh oh, yeah, little. He's the only boy, so he's a little spoiled. Yeah, my daughter is the only girl on my husband's side of the family, so she's a little spoiled, too. (laughs) Oh. I know. We we don't have that many boys. I have two boys, but in our family, there's more girls than anything. So when the boys come around, it's like, hey, we got one finally. (laughs) Not that all the girls aren't little. 
Right, right. It's just, you know, you need a little something different every now and then. We need to, need to mix it up every once in a while. But we do have a lot of strong women in our family. I will say that. Yes, yes. So I definitely. agree. Same here. <laughs> okay. So what is your favorite artist or song? I know you said you use... Um, you listen to music while you write, but is there a favorite artist or favorite song that you have? <laughs> well, anybody who knows me, uh, and if they're listening right now, they already know that I'm going to say Mariah Carey. <laughs> oh, there you go. I have loved her since I was, uh, I don't know, her first album came out in like 1990. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, pretty young. <laughs> we don't need to get into ages here. But, um, yeah. I know, I already busted I've, my age. <laughs> I've, I've grown up with her. You know, she, I have a song from her, like, that corresponds with all different kinds of events in my life. And wow. it's like her, yeah, her, I mean, her music is the soundtrack to my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I cool. just, I love her. And, I mean, she's such a, you know, she's a... She's a biracial woman who came from nothing and created a freaking empire. Um, And, you know, even to this day, she's got people like knocking on her talent and, but she doesn't care. I know. Keep going. And she's, you know, she's just going to keep going. Definitely. She just keeps going no matter what anybody says. And I love that. And it's such an inspiration to me. So, um, you True. know, a hater's going to hate. And... Of course. <laughs> but you got to keep, see, but yeah. haters are the ones that actually help you because, yeah, you know, any exactly. publicity is good publicity. So if people are hating <laughs> on you, it's probably for a good reason because you are mm-hmm. somebody and you're great and they know it and they can't stand it <laughs> for, for right. whatever reason they come up with. Because there's some people that just, you know, you meet, they meet you, and they just don't like you. You can yep. be the sweetest person in the world, but they just don't like you. And that's why. Yeah. They just they don't, they yeah. don't like you. You're, you're you doing know, something that they are not doing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've had growing, like, when I was in college, especially, I mean, even high school, too. But I went to a small high school. But So when I got to college, there was a lot of people. I met a lot of people. And a lot of people didn't like me just by the way that I looked. And maybe I had, like, what they call resting bitch face. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but they don't like me. But when I finally, like, you know, I worked at a restaurant. When I finally got to know some of these people, you know, we became best friends. And I'm like, you can't judge somebody by how they look. You know, no, just a, really because can't. it's something you don't, yeah, just because it's something you might not like or, like, a weird vibe you get, like, you just got to talk to them. Maybe they're having a bad day. <laughs> Exactly. You never know. You know, so just just being, you know, happy and smiling at someone doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. Exactly. And, and sometimes and, you, know, you can make them have a better day and then they'll start being nicer to you. But yeah. It doesn't always work, but, you know, it's, I still do it. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't always work, but I agree with you there. But, you know, one thing I've learned, like, through my business and my writing and just, like, life in general is that other people see you based on just where they are in life, you know. And if 
they're if they're hating on you or they're judging you, they're really dealing with something inside that they don't want to face yet, and they're projecting it on those around them. So, um, you know, exactly. I, it, it took a while, but you know, and then I struggled with people um, and their opinions of me. But after you know, after kind of realizing this, I was like, you know what, you do you. You say what you want to say. I'm going to do me, and I'm going to just keep going, <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> Most definitely. Yes, because yeah. there's all kinds. I tell you that sometimes, yeah. you know, those, you know, even the, even the Bible says it's going to make your enemies your stepping stools. So, you know what? Step on up and keep going. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going anywhere. Yeah. They're just mad at you because you actually are doing something they may have wanted right. to do, but they're just too lazy right. to do it or they just don't want right. to, you know. So, right. yeah. You just got, you know what? Exactly. Love you, but got to go. <laughs> Yep. Yep. And, you know, and I grew up like in, in kind of a religious environment. So, you know, and I write romance novels now. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, no it, judgment. <laughs> you grow up with, yeah, you grow up with that. And, you know, it's this whole thing where like, you know, women have been like repressed sexually and it's not that, um, you know, we're trying to like be sexual. It's just we, everybody is, you know, that's what we are. We're sexual beings. True. And, you know, so it's, you know, I just, before I even released my book, I got nervous that people were going to judge me for it. Like, you know, distant family members that I don't really talk to or people I went to college with. I went to a Christian college. Oh, but then cool. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I don't care. I just don't care anymore. Like, why would I keep myself, like, to myself when I have all of these, like, stories inside my head exactly. that I just need to get out? And think so, about it. You think know, about who gave you the stories and who gave you the talent to write. So, all gifts come from God, do they not? <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you know what? You way, can, you <laughs> yeah, I mean. I'm sorry, he gave you creativity and you're using it, you know, whether you use it for his glory or what, you know, however he has you to lay out the story. I sneak stuff in it's just to, you know, <laughs> I don't want to preach it anyone. So, but I'll yeah. tell you this, it always wins dark, you know, never wins over light, but it will feel like it sometimes. <laughs> Most <laughs> definitely. And I think everybody can yeah. identify with that. So it doesn't come off. You know, preachy. Not that there aren't any good Christian romances, because there are. You know, no, there are. I, I've, I've read, read a lot them. of them. Yeah. Actually, when I was younger, yeah. I read a lot of them, and I was like, "Yeah, these aren't. These are kind of boring. <laughs> Let's get to the good stuff." <laughs> <laughs> but no, there, there's been a lot of really good stories that I have read that have been like Christian romance novels. Um, uh, uh, Janet Oak uh, comes to mind. Yeah. I like When Calls the Heart. They, that was one of my first yeah. Christian romances that I've read, and they were pretty good. The TV show was a, it's okay. A lot of times you're like, <laughs> oh my God, just kiss her already. Stop with the, the you know, it's kind of like the first Twilight. Yeah. It's like, what's yeah. with the rain? Okay. <laughs> like, okay. You're going crazy because he held your hand. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you see, when you're repressed a little bit, hand-holding can get a little hot. Yeah, that, 
That's true. My mother was like, you know, hand-holding leads to babies. And for a while, that was scared <laughs> until, until I actually had a health class. I'm like, yeah. oh, I see what you mean now. Okay. Yeah. If any, but, if anyone's listening that I went to high school with, I know that they'll remember that I also went to a Christian high school, mind you. Um, so we'll yeah, always private. remember this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I understand. We had something in our Bible class called the steam o meter, like the steam o meter, and it was like, all right, if it's getting a little hot, it's time to <laughs> it's time to dial it back a little bit. And to this day, I'll never forget that. I just think it's so funny. <laughs> That's pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. In, in hindsight, I kind of I kind of wish I had really kind of waited until I fell in love before I'd experimented with anything. But I know the difference now, but I could have saved myself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but under, you know, I, I knew what they were talking about. It was just that, you know, I'm like, okay. Yeah. I was waiting. I waited until after high school. <laughs> so. Yeah, in case my family is listening, I'm not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it was not in high school, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, next question. <laughs> I know, she's like, I- I get me off this subject. My family is <laughs> So, do you want you to be a full-time... <laughs> Got you off guard, right? Uh, do you want to be a full-time writer? I would love to be a full-time writer. I mean, to have like having somebody pay me to just like write the ridiculousness that comes out of my brain. <laughs> I, I mean, that would. <laughs> what's that saying where like if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life, you know, right? Exactly. That's another job to you. That, I mean, that would be great. Why not? Yeah. And besides, I don't really do – I don't do very well with people telling me what to do. <laughs> I, I <laughs> like, don't either. Like, <laughs> see, like, you know, I've had a couple bosses in my life that didn't know what they were doing and, like, had to tell me what to do. And I was just like, no, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> exactly. And, and how so, do you actually say that without them going off on you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was It was tough. Yeah, I think that's what I definitely like being my own boss because that's that's just one of the things is I can do what people ask me to and I am, you know, I have no problem with submitting to someone else's authority. But, you know, when it stifles my own creativity, that's when I start chomping at the bit. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah. You want me yeah. to? <laughs> Hold on. I came I'll up tell you, this. you know, <laughs> at this, this one job that I had when I – I was working when I started writing this book, I was doing my work, but I had my iPad and that I was writing at work. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I got all my work done, still got, you know, like praised for what a wonderful job I was doing. And I was writing a book at my desk. So <laughs> wow. It was, uh, it was time to move on from there. <laughs> Definitely. I don't know, I was kind of forced off of some of my <laughs> jobs that I've had uh, for physical reasons, but uh, mostly I just kind of like doing things on my own and coming up with stuff and having fun with people. And I think yeah. I, I enjoyed teaching 
um, yoga or teaching Tai Chi or being a personal yes. trainer, it just, it gave me that freedom. But then the gym I worked for began kind of just, you know, well, we had to be cookie cutters, you know, <laughs> it's like these, exactly. in and I'm like, no, I'm going to give my clients stuff that's going to work for them. A lot of my clients were like elderly and seniors and there are some things that I just wouldn't do to them. Their bodies can't take all that. So, right. you know, there's just certain things. So when I started, into, you know, integrating Tai Chi, they're like, oh, I like this. Oh, my God, I'm sweating. And I feel like I did a lot of work. I said, I know. It's incredible. It's so slow, but it, it takes a lot of muscle you know, resistance because you're trying to go as slow exactly. as you can. And it's just, yep. it is strengthening and it helps you with balance. So I'm like, you can't go wrong there. I mean, you don't have to lift weights and, you know, run in place for 25 minutes. Or <laughs> some of these, that, think, yeah. you know, what is that? Um, plyo. Oh, my God. This guy jumping onto this huge block that was like, comes up to his waist. And I'm, I kept thinking, accident coming soon. You know? <laughs> yeah you know and I I know some people like it and they you know and they love it and they live for it and you know I guess That's everyone's great. different so <laughs> but yeah but they were like you know can you just stay within this range and only do I'm like hold on you know I'm the one who had to go train to learn this stuff and this is you know and my clients right. seem to enjoy it what's the problem you know so yeah. but Okay. Yeah, writing yeah. is definitely something, and and that's a, you know, I've heard a lot of people like arguing back and forth about whether traditional publishing is the way to go or self-publishing, and I know that with self-publishing you have more freedom you and to do what you want to do, um, exactly. but then again I've never been traditionally published yet, um, <laughs> so you know, but there's ups and downs and there's you know pros and cons to both to both yes uh, being uh, published by someone else takes a lot of the work off of you however it also stifles because then you're being put on deadlines and now you've got to yeah. you know if you you know I mean, the person doing your cover I, doesn't your vision yeah. and then you kind of clash over that and you know it's yeah. But it, it does have its good things because yeah. they can do things for you, whereas, sure. you know, publishing, you have to do it for yourself. Right. But you still and, you know, with the, ways, you're still going to have to, you know, promote yourself. So. Right. Yeah. With, yeah, with, I was going to say with traditional publishing, you have that whole like marketing team pushing your book. Um, you know, and I think that would be great. I, I'm not saying I would never do it. I definitely would try it. <laughs> So but, you, know, uh, you can hire <laughs> a, you know, a publishing team. Yeah, you can. There's people who do promotions. The lady I had on my show last week, promoter. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. So, and she loves doing this, and she kind of stumbled into it. So, and she's yeah. really good at what she does. So, I mean, there's awesome. a lot that you know you never know. And there's people who just you, you know, and she do, but she likes promoting people. So. You can still be self-published and just have a promoter, or you can hire an editor, yeah. or you can hire someone else, you know, to do certain things that you would get automatically if you went with a traditional publisher. Right. Exactly. So with the second book, are you going to start doing, you know, 
you have another series in mind or is it just this um, is a... I don't right now I don't have another series in mind. I have a romantic comedy that I've been working on and I'm trying to finish. Cool. Um, it's about this girl who ends up working at this temp like for a temp agency and they place her in this job and she and she like ends up switching jobs with this other girl that works there but they don't tell anybody because mm-hmm. they were placed in the wrong position so then this girl ends up falling in love with her boss uh, but the boss thinks it's the other girl <laughs> so wow. it's kind of like a little, it's a little kooky and I, I like it and so far that's like my favorite story that I'm writing um, nice. and then I have I have another one that I'm writing, um, oh, which, oh, I have so many. There's so many. <laughs> oh, the other one I'm working on that's, like, mostly finished is this girl wins a, she's, like, a like an elementary school teacher, and she wins a date with, like, this big country music star. And it just ah. kind of goes from there. <laughs> So those are the next two that I want to finish, and I'm I'm pretty sure they're going to be standalone novels. Um, so I'd like to get them. I really want to get them done this year. I'm I'm hoping that I can get them done this year, because I also want to work on a Christmas novel and have it released at Christmas time. <laughs> oh, nice! That would be good. Yeah, I know I like the holiday theme. Yeah, I love it, and I have like I have like vampire stories. I have like. So a story for like the BDSM genre, um, like all kinds of stuff in my head. I just need to get it out. Oh. And I need to keep it out there, like all kinds of things. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I like that. Definitely, we'll keep in touch so that I can. So when your when your second book comes out, you got to come back on so we can talk about that. Most for sure, definitely. for sure. I'll let you know. Are there any? As soon spoilers? as I have my release yeah. date. Yeah, as, as soon as I have my release date, I'll let you know. Um, I don't have any spoilers. I won't. I would never spoil. <laughs> I actually, I actually hate when people spoil things for me. Uh, <laughs> like TV okay, shows, so like yes, like, like I love cliffhangers. I cliffhangers, yes. <laughs> like, I think they're but wonderful. I'm like jumping a bit sometimes, you know, when you're yeah, like, oh and my I think God, now I have to wait three months for this thing to come back. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, that's what gets people coming back <laughs> for more. Absolutely. But, I, you know, I'll Absolutely. tell you, when I finished the first book, I had no idea what I was doing with the second book. <laughs> so it was kind of just like, oh, crap, I have, you know, I can't let these readers down with my second book. So, you know, I had a lot of different ways that the story was going to go, and I had, like, five different versions, and I was like, no, that's stupid, like, that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) But, you know, after a while, it all just kind of came together, and I figured it out. Oh, well, that's great, because, I mean, it it doesn't always happen right away. I I still don't have the the cover or the – well, I have the, the name is kind of not really coming to me right now for my third book of the series, uh, McKenna Clark mm-hmm. series, but yep. I kind of, I know the story. It's just, I said, eventually once I, once I'm writing and getting my headspace, it'll come to me. So, you know, I'm not going to worry about yeah. that. 
the, the first I book, I had the second book in my head, so that's, which is why I put it in a little teaser in the first book. But yeah. the second book, I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen, but I don't, I, I don't know what But uh, we're still live for about 10 more seconds, but we're still recording. So we will continue. Uh, you know, we won't be live, but we'll still be recording, and this will still be on there. So okay. I thank you for those who are listening to us and continue to do so. I thank you so much for your support, and I thank you, Chris, for being with us tonight. Thank you and for having me. Uh, yes, definitely, and for your book, Tempted to Stay. So you've heard it from me. It's a great book. Mahogany says, go get this book. <laughs> you will not be disappointed. <laughs> definitely, you will not be disappointed, not at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So you guys have a good night and I will see you guys next time on the Mahogany you, Says Show. <laughs> good night. Good night. The Rise of Lucius Morningside. Book two of the Kenya Clark GBI series by author Mahogany Silvering. Chaos has taken hold of the city of Atlanta. Children and teens are coming into powers they cannot control. The GBI Paranormal Crimes Unit cannot contain the situation and other government agencies are stepping in. The cause of all this chaos is Lucius Morningside, a.k.a. Lucifer, the devil himself. With his bloodline in Atlanta, he will stop at nothing to make this city his own, establishing himself as a high-powered attorney. Can agents Kenya and Darren stop him in time, or will Lucius win this round? The Rise of Lucius Morningside Book two of the Kenya Clark GBI series. Look for book one, Tell Me You Love Me, on Amazon for 99 cents. Get both copies today. You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net You have been listening to Mahogany Says with Mahogany Silvering at MahoganySilvering.net. Thank you and good night.